0: Hello and welcome to Intuitively Being You, a podcast about finding your intuition, living from your intuition and creating the most aligned, abundant life. A life that's guided by your intuition and inner wisdom, a life of healing and growth and a life of truth, a life of who and what is truly you. I'm Desi, I'm a coach, intuitive guide and more and I'm here because I listened to my intuition. Thank you for listening to yours and for joining me and let's get into today's episode. Hi guys and welcome back or welcome if you're new. I don't know about you but I really struggle at times during winter. It's not just the cold and the shorter days, but in England, even daytime sometimes feels like the evening because the sun is often behind the clouds. I find that whenever there is a bit of sun outside, I try my best to go for a walk or just stand outside in the fresh air. But even with these little things that we can do to make the most out of the sun and out of the times when we get slightly more uplifting weather, it can still be a difficult time to get through. This mix of shorter days, darker days and the cold really can make us feel more lethargic and it can be hard to stay as upbeat and motivated during these months. So with the episode today, I want to offer you some simple ways to support your well-being during these months and also share how our bodies needs change in winter so that we can better understand why we might feel differently. I want to share ways to support yourself physically, mentally and emotionally and also talk about how winter can actually be used for its uniqueness to do some inner work and to do different things that we might not so naturally be able to do in the other seasons. So every season of the year, just like every season in life, has its own little nuggets of treasures. So... Even though our society as large wants us to always be in a state of summer and high energy, winter can actually be amazing as well. So I want to use this episode as a reminder of that, but also to share things that can support you when you still do have to get on with life and like do the things that are expected of you. So I think that one of the reasons winter is hard for us is because whilst our energy is lower, there is that list of tasks and demands from the outside world that doesn't get smaller. In an ideal world we would all live seasonally and we would all have a bit more slowness and show grace to ourselves during these months but that's just not the way of the modern western world and we are expected to be as productive and high energy as we were in summer. So what we can do is find ways to nourish ourselves from within and when we can to slow down and honor the season of winter both internally and externally and if we want to inspire the whole world to live more seasonally and to use winter for all its gifts then as gandhi said we can be the change that we wish to see in the world it can start with us i spoke about seasonal living and slow living in general in my slow living episode and youtube video So whether you are already aware of this concept of seasonal living or not, I think it's still important to affirm that topic and to remember that we're a part of nature and our inner cycles are affected by her outer cycles. When nature is in winter, we can feel more sleepy and like we need to be more inward focused. When it's spring, we might feel like it's time for new projects and new things, but they're not. They haven't quite come about yet. They haven't quite manifested as they will in spring, in summer. When we're in summer, we can feel more energized and inspired. And when we're in autumn, we start to dial down to finish up things as we prepare for even more slowness in winter. So the actual season of winter and what it's inviting us to do internally is quite different to the rush of Christmas preparations. There's this expectation of present buying and the increase in social get-togethers to celebrate various things around this time. I think it's always therefore good to remind ourselves that actually if these things feel hard, there's a very natural reason. So full permission to feel different during winter because it is really, really normal And what is actually abnormal is expecting ourselves to be separate from nature and to not be affected by her whatsoever. You probably can start to have little ideas in your head of why winter can actually be a really special time. Some of its benefits are this time to go inward, to pause on big projects, and just to take longer to get things done. It is a really, really good time to feel cozy to feel comfortable, to get in touch with your emotions and to get in touch with that side of us that we might not be so in touch with during summer when we're more out into the world, more blissful, more happy, more high energy. We might come to some conclusions that we couldn't see in summer or in autumn or in spring. So it's really important that we honor this natural change in the seasons and to remember that it might be affecting us and that there's a very good reason for why why we feel different in winter. Imagine if a bear said she's not sleeping during winter, we would tell her she's crazy. But we do that to ourselves all the time. We shame ourselves for wanting to rest, for wanting to be a bit slower, for not being able to keep up with things when actually it's really natural to be like that. So again, full permission to feel different, to be tired, to just want to be alone and in your rest during winter. Still, though, I know that we still need to get things done in these colder months and, you know, we still need to do the human things. So let's talk about some of the changes that can happen internally in our bodies during winter and how we can support this so that we can still feel like we're thriving and able to do to do life. Basically, most commonly, we all know that reduced sunlight during winter means we need more vitamin D from our foods. When our skin is exposed to the sun, it makes its own vitamin D in the form of D3. The other form is D2. Basically, D3 comes from animals and the sun. D2 comes from plants. It doesn't really matter which one you get, but essentially this really main source of vitamin D, which is the sun, we don't have access to during winter because there's less sun and because we layer up a lot. So vitamin D is really important for bone health and our immunity. And immunity is obviously really important in winter because it's the time when we get really ill. Um, And bone health is really also key in winter because movement supports the health of our bones. And we generally tend to move a bit less during winter. The thing, the main reason I wanted to include vitamin D in this episode though is because a lack of vitamin D in the body can lead to depression like symptoms. Meaning the impacts can go beyond the physical and into our mental health. I think many of us can relate to this lower mood in winter so one little change that we can make is supplementing vitamin D either in the form of vitamins or just paying attention to what we're eating and eating more vitamin rich foods. These include things like mushrooms or fortified cereals. A lot of cereals or milks have added vitamin D so that can be a really good thing as well. I also share this as like my main tip number one because the reason like one of the main reasons I wanted to record this episode is because I sometimes really struggle with winter and I've been I don't know like this for like as long as I can remember and some years ago when I really noticed the pattern of my seasonal affected moods. I was like, wait, I gotta, I need to actually do something about this and prepare before winter hits. What I, what my research led to is finding that vitamin D shortage can impact the body and can impact the mood. So I researched a lot of different vitamin supplements, and I found one that really worked for me. From my research, supplements aren't created equal, and I've even spoken to doctors about this, and they recommended me certain supplements too. So. there's a lot of research out there I obviously can't recommend any supplements so to support your lower mood it might just be as simple as just supplementing vitamin d paying attention to what you eat and then obviously when the sun is out just make sure you can get out as much as possible kind of how I was saying at the start of the episode whenever the sun is out I just like I'm like right gotta go on a walk gotta go stand out there for a bit because it just really improves my mood um and it kind of it can feel silly just going outside and just like looking up at the sky but we got to do what we got to do and it, it can really impact your mood you know just five minutes I think can make such a big difference. The next one is sleep. I found that a lot of articles have actually found a change in the amount of sleep that we need during winter as opposed to summer. So one article found that it wasn't so much overall sleep but more REM sleep that we need and REM is that really deep cycle of sleeping where the dream state comes in and the researchers spoke about how REM sleep is regulated by the circadian clock so the 24-hour clock in our brain that regulates the cycles of sleepiness and alertness um, and it, rep- it responds to the light in our environment so The researchers said that REM sleep is regulated by this clock so it really makes sense that with less sunlight we would need more REM sleep. Another study looked at 72 participants and it found that sleep duration again was longer in winter and often people went to bed earlier and woke up a bit earlier as well compared to summer. And then another study looked at over 600 children. For 10 years and they asked them to keep sleep diaries and they found that again these children needed longer sleep during winter compared to the other seasons. There were honestly a lot of articles on this and a couple more studies that I could have cited but basically the overall consensus is you know a lot of us do need more sleep during winter and I feel like we shouldn't have to have like studies tell us we just intuitively need more sleep and we should let ourselves have that but I know there's a lot of pressure to still be really up and running every day so you know it has been studied it has been examined and it is really normal to want more sleep during winter and to want to rest a bit more during winter as i was doing my research and wondering what is really important to include in this episode because you obviously can't include everything and I really want to include the things that I've actually experienced. So kind of, you know, sharing things from experience, but also supporting it with studies. Um, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Basically, the next area that I want to go into is changing food needs. I don't know about you, but I definitely always crave more warm foods and a lot of warm teas during winter. And this is absolutely normal. And actually, we should remind ourselves of this and make sure that we're not forcing ourselves to eat all of these fresh foods if actually it's not what we want. If you do feel like you need slightly heavier meals, slightly fuller meals, then you really should do that and honor that. And if you do feel like you need more comforting teas during the day, again, you should absolutely honor that or whatever it is that your body needs. For me personally, I do find that I need more food during the winter overall I just feel like my hunger is higher and maybe because of the coldness and the tiredness it just feels like you need a bit more energy. So there are studies again that support this and one found that people in winter did eat up to 25% more than they would during summer. So totally normal to have a higher appetite and to want to eat more. Some sources also suggested that your metabolism can be affected by winter and in general seasonal change so that can also play a role in changing eating habits and there's a study that suggests that the balance of some of our hormones can change during winter as well which can also affect our hunger and appetite. For example sunlight triggers the release of serotonin which is one of the key neurotransmitters that keeps our mood high. And foods high in carbohydrates increase serotonin levels. So we might be more drawn to carbs during winter to kind of make up for that lack of serotonin that we can get from the sunlight. And that's also another reason we're linking to the vitamin D earlier. Lower serotonin levels, you know, because of lower sunlight levels can affect our mood as well. So again, really important that we support our mood in any way that is good for us. If you find that you are craving more carbohydrate-rich foods or sweet things as a way to keep up your mood, on the one hand, I really would say honour that. It really is what I've been doing and I don't think we should have any shame for wanting more comforting foods during winter. But on the other, if you want to look at other ways to support your emotional health and your safety, it's really important that you just remind yourselves of things that make you feel safe other than food. So for example, it might be now that i'm talking about it i can think of no things but like something that i've been enjoying lately is writing and reading whilst i have like a fake fireplace like playing it's just like this thing on netflix and i just have it playing and i have it like sizzling and it's kind of like the white noise that some people listen to when they're doing stuff i don't really find that comforting but i've been finding this fireplace thing really comforting and really nice i like having candles around me scents can be really stimulating to the nervous system and calming rather not stimulating and then things like essential oils as well, as well can be really nice. Hey guys, it's Desi from a few days after I recorded this. I just did a really great short cardio workout and I wanted to add it as a mood booster to this section really quickly. It made me feel really amazing. It upped my energy and the endorphins that we re- re- uh, we release when we exercise can really induce this post-workout high which can be really good as well if you feel like your mood is kind of a bit lower and your energy is lower as well so yeah just wanted to add it as another tip because it made me feel really amazing and i'll let you get back to the original episode now because of the cold we might find that we're less thirsty or we think we're less thirsty so it's also important to stay hydrated and if cold water isn't working for you because it's like cold it's not really your thing right now then going back to those really warming herbal teas is really important as well in winter. The last little hack that I wanna suggest for anyone struggling with feeling clarity and just like ease in their head is, um, Basically, a while ago, I was listening to a podcast with James Nestor on the importance of good breathing. And there's one thing that really stuck with me, which is that sleeping with an open window can improve sleep quality because it means there's more oxygen in the room. When we have a closed window for a long time, there's less air circulating. So eventually we end up with lower levels of oxygen and high levels of all the other things that are in the air that are produced either by us breathing or by just by things in the house. So it didn't make me start with my... Start sleeping with my window open, but it did make me more aware of having it open during the day to increase airflow, and I definitely noticed a change in feeling a bit more alert and clear-minded, and not reaching like a kind of tiredness lull at some point and having to then like open window and window and refresh in the room. I was a bit more proactive with it. So during winter, we might keep the windows closed because it's quite hot inside and it's quite cold outside, and we want to keep the heat in. But actually what is really important to keep the airflow airflow going is opening the window and making sure you're refreshing your house. I was in a room the other day where the window hadn't been opened in a couple of days and I didn't really realize this and I was just like doing my things. And then suddenly I was like, oh my gosh, the airflow is actually quite stuffy. I opened the window and like straight away my clarity of uh, my mental clarity increased. The heaviness I was feeling was just like gone. So really important as well just to let fresh air in into your house if you've been forgetting to do that. OK, so I lied. <laughs> I feel like I always do this. I'm like last thing. The last tip that I want to share for changes that we can do um to that we can make in our daily habits during winter is not forgetting to move because we're not moving as much we can get really tight and sticky and stiff in our body and it's really important actually for your emotions as well to move because sometimes emotions can get stuck in the body and doing a gentle workout going for a walk can be really, really good. So don't forget to move, even if that means gentler forms of exercise than you might have normally. So maybe yoga, if you've never tried this, maybe a slower Pilates, maybe just a longer walk outside, but um, whatever works for you, but just not forgetting to get some movement in even if sometimes you don't feel like it and then the other ways to relax your body is going for a massage and going into something like a steam room these can be really good for relaxing a body that has become quite tense and it can be a really nice thing to do if you feel like you're kind of stuck in this tightness and coldness something as simple as getting just someone else to massage you or go into a steam room can actually release the tension that's been building up in the body because maybe you haven't been moving as much. Now that we've supported ourselves, I want to go back to the beginning and speak about what winter is great for. Intuitively, you might already know or feel some of these things. Winter is a wonderful time for reflection and deep inner work. It's a great time to do more gentle and caring inner, inner work. Things like more journaling, more meditations, slower completion of projects but completing them with more emotions and depth I think winter can be a really really emotional time but in a really good way where you feel really safe to be with your emotions because it's kind of like the outside world is just inviting you to have like a cocoon around you and so it's just you and your inner world and you get to really be in it and to explore it in ways that you might not have during summer or autumn. Any way that helps you to connect with yourself is what winter can be really beneficial for. So maybe reading, maybe writing, maybe you look over your journal for the past year and you kind of catch up with yourself. You like see what's been happening. You call back all of your lost pieces and you really get to work on you and you get to complete things that maybe at some point in the year got lost. Because with winter or at least the start of winter, we get to the end of the year if you do the kind of, you know, you set intentions intentions at the start of the year, you follow them through. If you're at a time where you're ready to start looking back on the year, you really can do that right now. Because we have about a month, a month and a bit probably um, left of the year. So it can be a really good time to look back and to finish up anything that you feel like you haven't finished up either in terms of, projects or in terms of inner work so maybe there's like a pattern that you kept on falling into and at some point you lost yourself with it and you kind of forgot about it maybe this is a really good time to go back and try to strike at it again like try to explore it with a new lens and then as winter kind of moves through and we get towards the end of december it can be a great time to start preparing for the new and to think about the new intentions that you want to seed in january But when you do it with this backdrop of winter, it can be really like intentional and really mindful and not in this rushed like FOMO state. You can be really present with it and really connected to yourself as you set those new intentions. I hope that this has all invited you to romanticize winter a little bit and to really see how wonderful it can be to just let go into the season. I know that sometimes it can be a bit depressing and not very inspiring to be in winter but honestly I think it's such an amazing cozy month so have your fire whether the Netflix series, the Netflix version or in real life, Um, have some hot chocolate, have some comfort foods have some teas, layer up, go on a walk, make the most out of the sun when it's there and just remember that your knees will be changing and it's just getting into winter. So keep on checking in with yourself, keep on honoring what's coming up and just know that if at times this season is hard, As with everything it is just a season and once you fully let go in it, let go into it and you're able to gain all its benefits and insights even if they're uncomfortable it will come to an end and we'll get to spring and we'll get to summer and then eventually we'll come back to winter again but support yourself in your inner world as much as you can, protect and honor your needs, establish boundaries where appropriate and be present with the changes that are happening. I think this really is an amazing season that we're entering. I'm personally really excited and I hope you are too. And I think this brings us to the end of the episode. I have nothing more on my heart that I want to share. So I'm just going to wish you an amazing season. And apart from that, as always, I wish you an amazing day, an amazing week. And thank you so much for joining me. I hope to see you in the next one.